Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday! Happy December! Happy Taylor Swift month! Happy dog in the background barking! She's excited about Taylor Swift too! And if you don't know what I'm talking about, rude. Taylor Swift has blessed us with another beautiful secret album. We had Folklore, now we have Evermore, and I'm here for it. Beautiful, amazing, anyways. That's not what this episode's about, but I just, you know, that's a great way to start, I, I would think. T Swift. Yes. So, yeah, Kevin's back with some motivational, inspirational wisdoms of nuggets. Um, Wisdoms of nuggets? Nuggets of wisdom. Yeah, I'm going to get it together one of these days. Um, So, yeah, super excited about that. So, um, I have a a game, quote-unquote game, and that's where the interview starts, where I'm asking him random questions that make him think. And um, just talking a little bit more, and then you learn about his social media and everything, go give him a follow. That'd be great. Um, So let's get into it. I'm going to shut up now, and yeah, let's get into it. I call them a game, but it's really (laughs) random questions that kind of make you think. Um, They're very lighthearted, but I'm just going to go through them. And the first one was actually on the outline to give you a little more time to think about it. Let me see, I have one, two, three, four. I have five questions. So the first one was, um, who would you want to play you um, in a movie about your life? Tom Cruise. I mean, why not? (laughs) I mean, I know Tom Cruise is like apparently so crazy and he's like, you know, the Scientology thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. (laughs) And married 18 times and you know, whatever, but a few of my all-time he's been in a few of my all-time favorite movies and also everybody in hollywood says that he is the nicest mm-hmm. most charismatic most charming guy um and you know he's got a really like kind heart and a good soul and i always thought he's incredibly good looking yeah and, uh, i always thought he was a really good actor and oh he's I, an amazing actor yeah with his movies yeah he's i mean his career speaks for itself for you know, he's not a one-hit wonder where you see him in a couple movies and then you never hear about him again. He's exactly. he's definitely on the top of the list. Um, I'm sure people are going to be like, "Wow, he likes Tom Cruise. He must be crazy as well." But, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> All I can uh, envision is him jumping on the couch. Um, I think it was on Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one is: if your life had a soundtrack, what three songs would be included? Wow. Well, I'm a musician, so that's what that's why I I was thinking. I was like, oh, he said he was. I was like, so this might be a tough one. Wow, that is so hard. You know, okay, so I love emo music and I love screamo. And when I was in high school, I had the hair and you know, like there's I love like metal and all of that dark stuff. Like I, there's a very dark part of my soul, even though I'm very like jovial friendly right. and stuff like that. So. And I've been playing music since I was like seven years old. I've been playing oh, wow. music for 21 years. So that's that's a really difficult question to answer. Um, three songs I would have to include. Um, one would be Going to California by Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. because Led Zeppelin is my favorite classic rock band. 
Um, and that's just a really beautiful acoustic song. Uh, two would have to be um, Chocolate by the 1975. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that band. They're a British band, but that song and that band really sort of defined my college years. Um, and my college years were the hardest years of my life. Mm -hmm. So I, I went through a really, really difficult period. Um, and then three, just because I love emo music and I can't, I can't leave it out would be Q without the E by Taking Back Sunday. Because Taking Back Sunday is my all time favorite emo band. And I started listening to them when I was like 10 or 11 years old. Their first album came out in 2002. I think I was 10 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. It definitely defined. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, I always, when I ask people, because I actually run the newsletter for the company I work at. And that's one of the questions. And people are like, I don't, I don't know. Like, there's so many. Oh, then I'm like, well, got to pick three. Like, what three would you know for sure you need on there? So that was a good question, I feel like, to ask. What are your three? Um, I have actually answered this. Mine are completely opposite from you. <laughs> happy music. Yeah, my, well, and that's the thing. So I do enjoy a good uh, cry session. Like, give me, but I also enjoy, like, female artists more than anything. So give me Adele, and I will cry for a week straight. And block out the world um but I would have to say um Firework by Katy Perry okay it's such a, a, a ins inspirational thing and it came in my life it came out in 2010 which is a year after my mom passing so I was like oh, okay cool um How to Save a Life from the Fray because right. I, I just love the Fray I got to see them live and then um Over the Rainbow by Judy Garland is wow. like The Wizard of Oz actually um, behind me because I'm in a Wizard of Oz room <laughs> so it has Wizard of Oz stuff all around me so that's one of my my favorite movies of all time one of my favorite songs too so love it which wow. I guess they all can somewhat be uplifting but then there's a whole if I had like a side B of depressing songs that make me feel good yeah <laughs> so uh this question I also ask it's such a uh a typical question too. So if you had a dinner party and you could invite five people, living or dead, um, real or fictional, who would you invite and why? I've heard this question before. Yeah. The question is usually one person. You're asking yeah, five. five. I know. I was like, eh, it's a dinner party. <laughs> so and just, yeah, okay. Not a dinner date. Yeah, no. Um a dinner party with five people, dead or alive, real or fictional, who would I invite? Wow. Um, the first one would be Tony Robbins, mm. um, just because I'm a motivational speaker and he's the yeah. godfather and you know he's incredible and I've learned so much from him and I look up to him so much. Um, the second would be one of my favorite writers. His name is David Diida, mm -hmm. D-I-D-A. He writes a lot about men and women, masculinity, femininity, um, relationships, um, communication between the sexes, you know, communication among the sexes. Um, so he's just a, a brilliant writer who I would love to learn from. Uh, the third, I would say Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite president. And I'm realizing that this dinner party is a sausage fest. There are no, there are yeah. no so I gotta, gotta put some, some ladies in there. 
um, yeah, I thought he was an incredible president and just so well-spoken and so intelligent. And, you know, I would just love to pick his brain about the world and his experiences. Um, I would invite my mom mm. because she has been my rock through a lot of things in my life. And she has saved my life in, in many ways. And, uh, you know, she's always been there for me. Um, and I have a very, very close relationship with her and I love her very much. Let's see. And I got one more mm, real or fictional dead or alive. Um, wow. Give me, give me some help here. I know it's hard. It's hard. I know my list. I'll let you think. So my list, um, of course, my mom, of mm. course, um, Michelle Obama, mm. Katy Perry, because I'm obsessed. Um, <laughs> um, Judy Garland, obsessed. And then also my husband, because of like n- nothing's a party without him. So those are my five people. <laughs> okay, I love that. All right, so yeah, I'll say um, I'll say Tony Robbins, David Diida, um, my Barack. mom, uh, Barack Obama, and Adele. Adele. Oh, I would. I know. You mentioned Adele, and she's an amazing singer, and you know she's been through a lot of her own personal struggles, and she's a beautiful songwriter. And I'm, you know, I'm a musician, so why not have her there? Yeah, definitely. My, my hope would be if Adele did come to any function I was at, that she would just find a piano and serenade me because her live vocals are just amazing. And side note, did you see her on SNL? No, I didn't. Uh, Amazing. She did so good. It was, I was, I was nervous because I've never, we've never really got to see that side of her. So it was like, and I know she's had, she's opened up before a lot of like stage fright and anxiety being in front of people. Um, but she, oh, she, she did amazing. Wow. She killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, you have stage fright. Like yeah. <laughs> you have the 50,000 people every night. I know. I was like, you literally have the voice of an angel. <laughs> like I would show that off, but it just goes to show you never know um, how people really that, are. That actress, um, not not Kristen Stewart no um she's I think her name is Kristen something she's really little and and adorable she she's I think she's been on um on SNL she's been in a million movies I'm really good at this so I'm thinking you're talking about Kristen Bell no not Kristen Kristen. Wig. maybe she's not Kristen I don't know this will come to me but there's a very very famous actress who is the shyest person you have ever met and you like when you're talking to her you feel like you're just talk I've met her a couple times you feel like you're talking to like this little like 12 year old girl Mm. kind of like cowering in the corner but she's constantly being accosted by paparazzi and Mm -hmm. fans and you know she's got 12 billion followers and all this kind of stuff is it Kristen Stewart is it Kristen Stewart no um that was the first person you said, and she is a very shy. What has she been in? I'm really good at this. My husband and I play this game all the time because he's horrible with celebrity she names. She was in a great movie with um, Ben Affleck called The Accountant. Um, that's probably one of her lesser known movies. That's <laughs> what to say. I've never seen. I don't know. I'll, I'll look her up and, and I'll make sure. I want to say it's Kristen Bell because she, 
not Kristen Bell, Kristen Stewart, because she, she's brunette and she's very soft-spoken. She was in Twilight, which is how I was introduced. Now you're looking it up, so we know, because this is going to kill me too. I know. Um, no, it's not Kristen Stewart. Here, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, just bear with me one second. And she was in the... Oh, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, yes! Not Kristen Stewart. I don't know why I came up with the name Kristen, but her name is Anna Kendrick. Love her. She was in, um, she was actually also in Twilight. <laughs> but oh, <okay. laughs> yeah, she, um, one of my favorite movies, A Simple Favor with her and Blake Lively. Uh-huh. So good. She, but she- oh, you is- know I choose Blake Lively at my dinner party. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Blake Lively. My crush since I was like 14. Same. Ever since Gossip Girl came out, I would divorce my husband in a minute and say, sorry, me and Blake Lively are going to go live this fabulous life together. I hope he's not listening to this. Uh, he he probably will. I mean, t- he'll text me later. But he'd probably agree because he loves her too. He'd divorce you too for Blake Lively. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's our hall pass. If Blake Lively walked in, we'd be like, you know what? <laughs> Gotta go. Anna Kendrick. Sorry, that's her name. Yeah. Yes. she. Oh. She's so cute and sweet and she's shy and she, you know she's like hates crowds and stuff like that but she's so incredibly famous she is and she's so talented yeah she can sing because she was in pitch perfect that was the big her breakout moment i think of the pitch perfect movies yeah um love it in the country uh let me see so this is another <laughs> i guess <laughs> i always make people choose um, and it gets harder and harder. So if you could do um, an open panel talking to um, people about whatever subject it might be to, be to motivate, to tell your story or anything, and you could pick three people to be on that panel with you, who would you pick and why? Oh my God, this question's impossible. I know, it's so hard. Um, okay, I would pick Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a writer and he... Um, is a speaker and he's an expert on anxiety and he is an expert on meditation. He wrote a very famous book called The Power of Now, Mm. um, which will be one of my recommendations for your listeners. Definitely. He talks a lot about how to mitigate anxiety and, you know, how to rid yourself of depression and negative thoughts and stuff like that. He's just an absolute genius. Um, So I would pick Eckhart Tolle. Um, I would pick the writers of this book, this book is called Attached, and it was written by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. That's uh, so funny, because I, I literally have that book behind me. <laughs> yeah, my one of my good friends, she recommended that to me earlier this year, yeah. Okay, so yeah, these two, I'm going to lump them into one category. For sure. Uh, but they're incredible, and this book changed my life um, in terms of my relationships and understanding myself and understanding my own needs. Mm-hmm. And since I talk so much about dating and relationships, I would definitely yield the floor to them when it comes to that subject. Right. Just like I would yield the floor to, um, to uh, Eckhart Tolle when it comes to anxiety. And then the third person, um, he's not alive anymore, but his name is Warren Bennis. Mm-hmm. Um, Warren Bennis was a professor at USC, my alma mater. And he uh, has written like a million books on leadership and integrity and, you know, how to sort of live the life that you want and be a leader. And what are the qualities that make 
good leaders and how do they inspire and motivate other people and how do they get people to sort of attach themselves to their vision. Um, and Warren Bennis was just such an incredible person and he inspired me so much to become a better person and develop a vision for my life and you know help other people do the same. Awesome. Sounds like a, a good, well-rounded open panel as well, too. So I'd buy a ticket. <laughs> well, well, thank you. I would choose Tony Robbins, except that he would just overshadow everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy, again, uh, coincidence, I guess, this year. I really didn't know much about him, but one of my good friends who's actually been on my podcast, she has her own podcast. She um, is working with him and everything like that too now. So I'm like, oh, work. Like, oh, wow. He is a, a, a big component. Podcast, give her a plug. Um, yeah, it's working overtime. The podcast, she's going to love me for this. <laughs> um, yeah, and she, uh, her name is uh, CN Sloan, but I get to call her Christina because we're literally best friends in real life. So, um, and she, her podcast is all about having to work your nine to five, but then your your side hustle your side your passion um and everything about that so that's why she interviews a lot of people that um you know i work this to pay the bills but this is my passion so um yeah check her out i would always recommend her plus she's been on here so many times what was that it's called working overtime yeah working overtime the podcast awesome. yeah she um she's been on a couple episodes of mine we actually did a swap in july um because she is, she is uh, Black. So I had her come on and speak on the importance of Black Lives Matter. And then she had me go on her podcast and talk about the importance of um, Pride Month. So wow. we both kind of were able to talk about what we knew the most about, because I was like, you know, I could give my opinions about like Black Lives Matter, but at the end of the day, I'm a white dude, so. Wow, I got to check out that episode. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did a whole thing. Uh, she's amazing too. Awesome. I, I know it. she's going to be listening. Hi, best friend. <laughs> so the last question is probably going to be difficult too, since this is another music one. Just turn my brain into scrambled eggs. Right I now. know this happens all the time. People, I don't think people realize I need to like start prefacing like this is going to make you think. Um, so my inspiration with this one is um, usually like when people, and this is really, okay. So I'm trying to relate it to like, real people terms because for me I think of because I'm a wrestling fan I always have been but it's like such an odd thing that people are like really wow. yeah <laughs> they're like oh that's interesting um but wrestlers have a entrance music so a theme song that they walk out to I don't know if boxers or whoever does too but then I also think about like um, political figures sometimes they have like a, a song that plays out when they walk out so if there was uh, somebody was like hey we're gonna make you a theme song about you who would you want to write and sing it and what would be the title of said song oh, okay so I can't choose I can't choose an existing theme song to walk out to I mean you can but <laughs> you then also have to create your new one okay um so who would want to write it and what would it be about? Yeah, you, uh, who, who would you want to write and sing it and then what would be the title of the song? Steven, you're gonna have to give some time for that one. I know, it's hard. <laughs> but I will tell you that the first song that comes to mind is September by Earth, Wind and Fire. 
if oh. I could walk out to that theme song, you know? Yeah, it would be the best. Yeah, it would get everybody so pumped too. Pumped up, everybody in a good mood, you know, then yeah. But the who would write it and what, what would be the title and everything? I got to get back to you on that. Yeah, sounds good. So stay tuned. That'll be a plug for a future episode for sure. Awesome. Well, let me get back to my notes now. Um, awesome. So the next question that I always ask, um, and I know we talked briefly about this before we started recording, is um, what are some things that you do or where you're at now that help keep your mental health in check? What do I do to keep my mental health in check? Um, first and foremost, meditation. Hmm. Um, I meditate every day, twice a day for 20 minutes. Um, that's just my particular practice. It's called mm-hmm. meditation. It's very similar to something called transcendental meditation or TM. Um, but you can use calm, you can use headspace, you can use YouTube guided meditations. It doesn't matter. Um, I cannot overemphasize the importance of meditating for at least, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it will help so much with keeping your mental health in check. It'll help so much with mitigating your anxiety and making you feel more present and making you feel more comfortable with yourself and more able to address any of the challenges that pop up in your life. But the thing about meditation is that you got to do it every day Mm -hmm. because going to the gym one time is not going to make you lose weight. Right. Eating one meal of chicken and broccoli is not Mm going to make you lose weight. Meditating once a week is not going to change your brain chemistry enough to actually help you reap the benefits. It's something that you have to do consistently. And when I started meditating, I was not doing it consistently. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I can't really get into this. You know, same thing that you always hear everybody say. Right. Once I actually committed to doing it every single day and not skipping any days, it became a habit, you know, but it also became something that like I need to do for my mental health. So I absolutely love that. Um, the second thing is, Uh, I write a lot. I write a lot of affirmations. I write a lot of lists of goals. Mm -hmm. Um, I journal a lot. I journal a lot about the way that I'm feeling about a particular subject. Mm -hmm. So there's something very cathartic for me about sitting down with a piece of paper and an actual pen and journaling how I'm feeling or writing 10 things I'm grateful for or writing five things I love about myself or writing five affirmations for myself five intentions of who I want to be. And then I can reference that piece of paper as I go throughout my week. And if I'm feeling down or I'm going through something difficult, it reminds me that like, this is my vision. This is who I want to be. This is what I appreciate about myself. And it sort of lifts me out of whatever black hole I've managed to get myself into because I'm anxious or I'm sad or whatever it might be. Um, so making lists and, and writing is probably the second thing. Um, the third thing is exercise, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm an exercise junkie. I go to the gym, you know, five, six days a week. Not anymore because there is no gym because of COVID. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Exercise five, six days a week. Um, and that's also something I can't overemphasize the importance of. Um, and, I, and I think the, the other thing that really helps with my mental health is being kind and gentle with myself in terms of my schedule and what I actually want to do. 
So what I, what I mean is that um, when we're having a difficult time emotionally, we tend to distract ourselves and sort of overachieve and sort of overcompensate. Like we throw all of these things into our schedule. Like I have to go see this person and you know, then I have to go do that and I have to accomplish this at work and I have to make this amount of money you know, to sort of compensate for whatever the insecurity is. But what I try to do is when I'm having a difficult time, I just drop all of that and I do what I want. Mm -hmm. I wanna stay in bed and sleep and not work for a day, then I give myself permission to do that. If I wanna cry and call a friend, I give myself permission to do that. If I have to cancel a plan that I made, I give myself permission to do that. You know, whatever it is that feels right to me in the moment, that gives me a feeling of, you know, what will bring me peace in this moment, I give myself permission. And, and that was something that was very hard for me to do for many years. Oh, I bet. Kind yeah. of like an achiever syndrome or a perfectionist. Thing. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people struggle with that. No, definitely. So being more gentle, you know, in times when our mental health is in jeopardy or we're struggling, being gentle with ourselves and, you know, giving ourselves the grace and, and the, and the space to just do what we feel like, do what makes us feel good in that moment. Definitely. Yeah, I'm a big proponent. I joke about it, but I'm serious. Like sometimes I'm like, I just need to cry it out and then I'll be fine. Sure. Give me an hour to watch Adele and listen to Adele and cry, or let me watch this sad movie. Um, you know, That's it's- what you can do, man. You gotta let yourself do it. Exactly. Sometimes you have to feel the feels for sure. Yes. Um, and. You, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. People mm -hmm. are always plans and going to all these places that they don't actually want to do and don't go, go to and mm -hmm. with people that they don't actually want to see. Um, you know, one of the biggest things I do for my mental health is JOMO, which is joy of missing out. Yeah. <laughs> Just like if I don't feel like going somewhere, I don't, I don't have a desire to actually see somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't force myself to do it. You know, I, I give myself the joy of missing out and doing what brings me peace instead. Yeah, I definitely, um, I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, I'd be, I'd rather just stay at home and watch Netflix and snuggle with my dogs. And, you know, That's I totally get that. Give yourself permission to do that. No, definitely. Yeah, I need to, I need to definitely um, take that into consideration and start using that more. Give yourself permission because sometimes, like you said, you think like, oh, no, you shouldn't do it. No, I need to give myself permission and right. do it. Awesome. Also, if your mental health is really in jeopardy, mm -hmm. go see a psychiatrist. Definitely, yeah. I take anti-anxiety medications. Same. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it. There's a huge stigma, you know, about this when we talk about mental health. Oh, for sure. But if you're struggling and you're not seeking professional help, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you if you're struggling and you seek professional help and you need medication to help you get through whatever your issue is. Right. There's something wrong with you if you sit there and you pretend that the issue is not there and you deny it or you don't give yourself the permission to actually feel better. You know, so if you need to go to therapy or you need to go to a psychiatrist and, you know, come up with a comprehensive plan to get your mental health back on track, absolutely do it there's no shame in it you know it's definitely really important yeah i i'll definitely share this because and this isn't something that i 
don't think I've shared this on my podcast. I mentioned before, like, oh, I yeah, go to therapy and medication. Um, but it took me until last year, really, to... It was hard because I was like, I'm self-aware. I know that there's an issue. I don't know how to fix it. But I was like, <laughs> my depression and my anxiety, like, I feel anxious to even go to seek help and everything. Um, but luckily... Um, try not to get emotional too. My my supportive husband was like, no, we, I think it's time. I'll go with you. So he took the time to go with me. I was like literally shaking, sweating, like to where even they, they try to take my blood pressure and they were like, are you okay? <laughs> like, like you good? And I was just like, I haven't, cause I had not to mention I have, I don't like hospitals. I don't like doctors because it brings back a lot of stuff with my mom too. So I'm like, I was just like, yeah, I explained to them and they were like, okay. So they, they were great with helping me and everything. And then I, that was the first time that I got actually, you know, a professional, <laughs> like, yes, you have clinical depression and anxiety. We highly recommend seeing somebody and everything like that and started medication, which was tough too. That's, that was another thing I wasn't expecting because they started me on lower doses and that didn't do anything. And so it was like, finding the balance, but then waiting for it to get into your system and everything like that. But for the longest time, I listened to society and what other people felt and thought about that. And I was like, oh, it means you're weak or anything like that. But now I'm like, no, I feel like the strongest people are the ones that go and seek that help. Actually, uh, the problem, yes. There is so much strength in vulnerability. There is mm -hmm. so much strength in, you know, sort of, surrendering and accepting that things are not going the way you want and you can't fix the problem yourself. It's not a hundred percent up to you. You need a little bit of help. It's kind of like saying, you know, people who say that they don't want to be on medication because they want to do it themselves. Yeah. Or they don't want to go to therapy or they don't want to get a coach because they want to be able to do it themselves. Well, let me ask you this question. If you were drowning in the ocean and I threw you a life jacket, would you take the life jacket and throw it behind you and say, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Now? Of course not. You would put the life jacket on. If you're outside in the rain and you're freezing cold and I give you an, an umbrella or I give you a sweater, are you going to say, no, I don't want this because I'm going to be able to stop the rain on my own. Right. You know, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't work that way. Especially if you have generalized anxiety or you have clinical depression or, you know, whatever, when you're sick, you go to a doctor because the doctor knows how to help you Right. and you're anxious, you know, or you've got a relationship issue or you've got a self-esteem issue or you've got trauma. You need to go to the appropriate person and seek professional help. And, you know, there is absolutely no shame in that. So I was the same way, by the way, mm. I had depression, I had anxiety, I had all kinds of health issues, you know, and for the longest time I tried to macho it out. You know, I tried to say like, no, I'll figure it out. There's nothing wrong with me, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, but it just, my, my life turned around once I, again, took responsibility yeah. for the fact that this is where I'm at and I need to do something to change it. Definitely. Yeah, it's a big step. It's, uh, I agree. Like, yeah, you're not going to throw the life, the life right. raft or anything. Yeah. And be like, oh, no, let me do this myself. Like, no, it's okay to seek help. We need to. Um, so the next, um, thing that I always, and I have to get my, my pen out and everything is recommendations. So any, um, it, it's open to anything, any music, any 
books, movies, uh, shows, podcasts, anything that um, you're just really into right now that you recommend? Um, let me get my notes ready. So I'll let sure. you take it. Um, so my number one recommendation is meditate. As mm -hmm. I said, get one of the apps on your phone, do YouTube meditations, sign up for a transcendental meditation course, just do something, just incorporate some kind of meditation practice into your life every day. It will change your life. My second recommendation is, as we just touched on, get some kind of professional help. Mm -hmm. so your listeners, whether that's going to a psychiatrist, getting a therapist, reaching out to me, you know, if you've got a problem and you want to fix it, don't be afraid. Take the plunge. It will change your life in the best way possible. Definitely. Um, my third recommendation is exercise and do not underestimate the importance of exercising and changing the way that you feel. Mm -hmm. And then you said in terms of like books, movies, podcasts, like content, um, I'm an avid reader. Mm -hmm. um, I love to read. And there are so many good self-help books out there. There are so many terrible ones also. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much stuff out there that's just like pure unadulterated crap. Yeah. Um, so you really have to be able to sift through the good ones and the bad. Um, since I mentioned it earlier, the book Attached mm -hmm. uh, by uh, Amir Levine and Rachel Heller is great for relationships. Um, for men, there is a book called The Way of the Superior Man Mm -hmm. that every man should read. It's not politically correct. Um, I will just throw that out there right now. But if you are a man struggling with relationships or struggling with understanding yourself or your own confidence, your own self-esteem, The Way of the Superior Man will help you um, immensely. That book changed my life. Um, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm -hmm. um, that's a classic. So is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, Think and Grow Rich is a little bit of like a, Napoleon Hill was kind of crazy, but the, the concepts in that book are fantastic. Um, also for any kind of like financial stability issues, I would recommend this book, Unshakable by Tony Robbins. Um, Tony Robbins is a motivational speaker, but he's also a finance genius. So that book really helped me get my financial life in order. Um, and for anybody who wants help in their professional life, mm -hmm. I would recommend the book on becoming a leader by Warren Bennis. Mm -hmm. I mentioned Warren Bennis earlier yep. His book on becoming a leader, uh, will change your life when it comes to your career. Perfect. Well, I definitely wrote all those down. I actually have one. So I'm like, Oh, I already have one that I can start. And I couldn't agree more with meditation. Um, actually I've done episodes on meditation um, before too. And that's something for the longest time that I was like, this is frou-frou, like this isn't going to do anything. But I agree to what you said earlier, like you, you kind of have to stick with it because if you just do it once in a while, you don't get the full, ex the full experience, I guess. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Well, besides telling us your address and your social security number and your credit card, where can people find you and reach out to you? Um, and I can say personally too, like, it's great because I always go through and find people where I'm like, oh, they're motivating. I'm going to follow them and everything like that. And I'm glad that you reached out and everything like too. Um, so people don't be scared or like apprehensive or anything. So, but where can they follow, find you, follow you? Same difference. Same. <laughs> 
Um, the best place to reach out to me is on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Just send me a message. My Instagram is just my name, Kevin Nahai. Um, and you know, one thing I'll say is on every time I speak to an audience or I go on a podcast or I meet somebody new, I always tell them, if you've got an issue or if you appreciated anything from this podcast, take two seconds of your day and just send me a message. I will respond. I will be there to help you. And you, you know, you would be surprised like 1% of people actually do that. Mm. You know, 1% of people actually stop and take the initiative to reach out and say, I need help with this. Will you take 15 minutes to talk to me? And of course I'll take 15 minutes to talk to them for free to help them, you know, see what I can do for them. Mm -hmm. So I encourage any of your listeners, if anything that I said today was helpful or they have any questions, find me on Instagram and just send me a message and I will respond and I will be there. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. You can just type in my name to YouTube, Kevin Nahai, although I'm a lot more active on Instagram than I am on YouTube. Definitely. And I'll definitely link those, <clears throat> sorry, um, down below too, to make it easier. Because I'm sometimes I'm like, where's the link? Just give me the link. So I'll put the links down below to make it a little bit easier for people um, to find you as well. Thank you so much. Awesome. Of course. Well, that's it. That wasn't as pain. It was painless. I hope for you. So, but I appreciate you coming on and all the nuggets of wisdom that you shared, opening up, um, sharing your story. I think it was a very powerful conversation, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I'm sure listeners will too as well so again thank you so much thank you Stephen. it was fascinating to talk to you and i really appreciate it oh of course thank you so much well i'll let you get some time back into your day um stay safe um enjoy the, the weather if it ever gets back to normal for you such great conversation such a great person um thoroughly enjoyed that and now something else that I enjoy, reading from my self-meditation, 3,299 tips, quotes, reminders, and wake-up calls for peace and serenity. Let me find one. Uh, before going to sleep, rejoice in the day's accomplishments. Yes, which I love doing. I love doing that. Um, I try to do it when I go to sleep, but sometimes like TikTok kind of gets in that way. And... It's hard, but sometimes I do that as well when I wake up. I'm, I'm like, oh, yesterday I did X, Y, and Z. But I think it, it would be like a nice way to end the day on a positive uh, note is to think back of like all the good accomplishments that you had throughout the day. So um, I'm going to try to do that a little bit more. And I feel like everybody else should. So yeah, let's take a moment and reflect on that and relax. Take deep breaths. And enjoy this meditation minute.
Well, thank you so much for joining me this week for this episode of Sunshine Steven. Also, a big shout out and thank you to Kevin for coming on not only once, but twice. Um, which honestly was awesome. Or recorded in one day, but allowing me to talk his ear off um, for long extended periods of time. Not many people can do that. But thank you. And again, just like Kevin said, if anything um, resonated with you or if you ever wanted just extra resources or anything like that, reach out to him. Um, super chill, super cool. And um, of course, I'm going to link all his social down in the description below. So please, please, please do that. Also, um, Black Lives Still Matter, they always have. That link will be down below. Um, so yeah, hopefully everybody's enjoying their holiday season, staying warm if you're in a cold and wet area like I am. No fun. Um, be sure to listen to Taylor Swift's new album. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I could probably do a whole episode on that. Uh, yeah. Have a special episode next week uh, with some podcast family friends uh, where we're going to be discussing podcasting in 2020 and what our goals are for 2021. So be sure to look out for that. Um, follow me on social media. That'll be down below as well. And yeah, stay safe, stay sane. And until next time, have a fantastic day.